from the accounting end is no code, meaning we're not coding in transactions, right? There's no code where- I don't have to no code to no code. Mm -hmm. You don't have to no code to no code. Hello and welcome. This is another bonus episode of the Sons of CPAs, Sons and Daughters of CPAs. I don't have any kind of written intro. I know this is still about moving the industry forward. So we've got two guests today, both from the Growth Lab. We've got Stephen Ooh, Byler. The Growth Lab. I haven't heard that one too much. Like, well, I like, like it. Looks like the Facebook, right? The Facebook. It's, it's the or Growth the Lab now. Heather is the the, and Growth Lab is still the Growth Lab. But Heather <laughs> gave you the preposition. <laughs> the. Heather brought. I this bring the the to the table. Okay. Heather I... Satterly, can we have yeah. a big round of applause for <laughs> Heather? Oh so I, I have a question about, so the sons of CPAs and you said daughters of CPAs. So do you have to actually be a son or daughter of a CPA to come on the show? Because I Only am that. if you are. I am. Then yes, you are honorary. That is awesome. I didn't know that. Uh, yeah. My mom is a CPA. Yes. Well, please, Heather, introduce yourself. Oh, sure. <laughs> okay. I'm Theo Pratt's daughter. That's me. I'm Theo Pratt CPA's daughter, Heather Satterly. <laughs> I am love accounting. I love helping clients. I love technology. I am the former founder and owner of Satterly Business Solutions, which included Satterly Accounting Services and Satterly Training Consulting. And now I am the Chief Innovation Officer at Growth Lab. Ooh, I love that title. Yeah, I love it too. I love I love that name. And I, I actually Chow. love the team. It's like CIO. It's almost like Chow. Oh, you're the, talking uh, about the title, the title, yeah. title. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I love that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But, um, no, we came up with that, uh, I think, over dinner, right, Heather? We did. We did. Yeah. We're like, what do we call me? And I'm like, I really like this. So C-I-O. they, they yeah, CIO. Can you do it with a lowercase I? That would just look cool. It would <laughs> okay. look cool. CIO, chow. It kind of looks like chow a little bit. So we digress. We still also have another guest here, the president of the newly named the growth lab Stephen Byler. <laughs> can you introduce yourself to our listeners yeah definitely and, and uh I, I guess i'm the imposter here i am not a son of a cpa so um i will either take that with me to the grave or uh get kicked off the show i guess but uh, you're not gonna get kicked off you're a metaphorical son of a cpa you're the next no, generation there, there we go no the i next think we, generation um you know dan dan who's been on, on with you before uh dan i started growth lab about eight years ago, and um, I do not have an accounting background at all. I do have a startup background and love working with companies to figure out how to get them get them off the ground. That's how I got into this business, into this space. And uh, from day one, it was about you know, helping customers figure out how to how to grow. And you know, we'll get into it more, but like bringing Heather's team into into Growth Lab and and uh, brings a whole other dynamic to how we can help customers, help businesses. Get off the ground. Yeah. So I was thinking about this yesterday, and I think the, the Growth Lab is a model, you know, one of the models, one of the few models of a, you know, successful firm that's doing it differently in this kind of new era, new generation, and it's quick to adopt, quick to recognize that change is needed across the board and help promote what you guys are doing to a broader audience too. It's not, you're not just keeping it all to yourselves. 
Um, you guys had your own, the Raw Take for CEOs um, podcast. And I, I don't know if you still record that, but then you also, you also have another new one too, the Fast Evolution. Which, yeah, no, um, we, we like to, we do like the podcast world. Uh, we learn a lot from it and we want to share a lot in, in the space. Uh, we have not yet sunsetted the, uh, 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 the Raw Take. We have like put a little bit on hiatus because we focus on uh, the fast evolution, and uh, the team is actually uh, probably get, pick your brain a little bit, Scott, on uh, on some of this. But the team's actually working on kind of uh, adding to what will go into the feed for the fast evolution because we are cool. passionate about finances as a service. And I know we get a bunch of flack for talking about finances as a service, what it is, uh, what we what we mean by uh, productizing. FDA. You only get flack from the haters. Oh, I know. Only from the haters. And you know what? They all come around, you guys, if you're future forward the way that you are. Eventually, everybody gets it. So I loved your uh, productization podcast the other day. So, but there's another podcast that might be on hiatus. I'm not sure. But Heather, you're the other half of a a couple of things that you have going on. You've got, tell us a little bit more about, oh man, I just like lost my voice for a second. I don't know. (laughs) I need some water. Tell us. Tell us about your your other activity, extracurricular activities. My extracurriculars. So yeah, so I do a. We don't really call it a podcast. We call it a webinar series. I do a webinar series called the Happy Hour with Liz and Heather, and I am the Heather and the Liz and Heather, and my really good friend and colleague Liz Scott, who is a brilliant accountant and technologist in Oklahoma. Um, she and I started it in 2008 because. We're fellow accounting technology geeks, and when we met, we instantly realized we had the same brain and the same love of automation and technology. And so we found, as we became friends, that we were on Zooms all the time showing each other really cool technology and ways to use technology that are kind of outside the box. And so we decided that probably our accounting peers wanted to kind of have that conversation with us too. So the Appy Hour was born. You know, it started once a month, then twice a month, and now we seem to be doing it every week. <laughs> um, but we, you know, we we bring technology. Some of our well-known accounting tech names have been on the show, but we also bring on new tech that we find that we think is really interesting and really is going to make a big impact in the accounting industry. So it's definitely a labor of love, and you know, it's just so much fun to work with Liz and and it shows. Just, it shows. Yeah. I think it's genius the the way that you pair up different drinks you guys make the drinks talk about the drinks and the app i think it's genius i love it um (laughs) i didn't know you guys were doing this or had some like connection for 14 years too that's a that's a long time right well liz and i have been friends since 2018 so it's been like five years oh i thought Uh, 2008 no no 2018 yeah so oh wow it's actually funny. I adore Liz, but I remember the first well, time I five met... years plus a COVID couple years, which kind of counts for like two or three. So say right. eight years, so maybe. Right. Yeah. You could say eight years. It feels like I've known her my own my whole life. Uh, so Do you got any fun truly... stories from that? Do you guys get ever get, ever get too drunk sometimes? Um, no. I mean, I I, I think not, not on the there, show. Wasn't it? No, not <laughs> on, I'm trying to I'm thinking back. I'm trying to think back. Uh, I, I know at one point there's there's been times where Liz and I have been too busy to get to the liquor store to get the ingredients for our drinks. And so 
and this is you're hearing this exclusively here. So there are times where she and I have run down to the corner store to get a colored Gatorade, <laughs> <laughs> and we put that in the glass to say, "Here, we made the drink," because of just time restraints. But we try, we try to make the drinks and 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 have it be the real deal. But so um, if our listeners yeah. know if they're looking, you might not even be getting drunk there. It exactly, look, it might be drinking yeah, it might a Gatorade. Just yeah. You just never know. So you guys are just fun individuals. You don't need the drinks to lube up and to kind of get <laughs> get talking. <laughs> right. You know, right? Yeah. And well, you also you also do the accounting automations podcast. Or yeah, is that hiatus so, as well? So we've been on hiatus, and we've just started. Brian and I actually, Brian Claire who's also a fellow accounting uh, also technology. A gu- also a guest on Sons of CPAs. He's had yeah. his episode, yeah. I love Brian. Brian and I were doing the accounting automation podcast, and um, we did take a brief hiatus. I don't know if you know, but he's had two kids pretty quickly. And so we were taking a little break, but we were just recently talking about bringing it back to life. So Ooh, um, cool. so we'll see. We'll have to I just saw it see. recently on the Earmark Network. So you yeah, got a previous yeah. episode on there that any yeah. listeners, you can go there and hop there and check it out, get some CPE for that. Maybe we can yeah. get the Appy Hour on there somehow. We've talked about we've talked about making Appy Hour into a podcast, and the issue that we have with it is that in almost every episode we're demonstrating product, right? We're in a product, we're actually showing how it works, and I think that would be hard to do on a podcast. Table that and we'll talk about that later. Let's um, sure. let's pivot and talk about this new announcement that just came out drum, last week, drum right? Roll, drum roll, drum right. roll, for our yeah. listeners if they haven't heard yet. <laughs> Saturday accounting. Let's. I, I think we already alluded to it, but you have joined forces. We with have Growth Lab, and now has birthed the Growth Lab. <laughs> the Growth Lab. Yes. The Growth Lab. I'm gonna hear that from Dan. Yeah. No. We're we're super pumped. Um, uh, we've been Dan and I've been growing Growth Lab Financial Services. Now Growth Lab SAS. We like to call it Finance as a Service, and we will hear that from uh, some pushback from. Uh, the haters, as you say, Scott, but, um, <laughs> you know, it made a lot of sense to join forces, have satellite accounting services, satellite training and consulting, join forces with uh, Growth Lab. You know, one of our goals, as Dan and I were sitting down last August, uh, looking at our own goal deployment plan, we do that with our customers, but uh, looking at our own goal deployment plan was to, you know, continue to grow, obviously. And one of the ways that we're uh, more actively looking to grow is to be a safe haven for practice owners looking to uh, focus more on delivering value and less on like managing a business. And, you know, think of it as people that are successful enough that they're limited by their own success. Right. And I think, you know, Heather like that. So bringing you, bringing you and your team over here for us, it was about being able to grow, being able to grow our service lines, but also, you know, right now we're in the midst of the great resignation and trying to find people. I think we've been pretty successful, but when you can find a, a, a person like Heather, when you find a team like the satellite uh, service team and bring them all on board, it, uh, it hits on multiple uh, multiple pieces of the, the gold employment plan. One, we're expanding our business, we're expanding our services. Two, we're bringing on great talent. And yes, there's a, a book of business comes along with it, but this is less about the book of business, more about what uh, you know, what we can do together and the leverage that you we can get. You also need more females at the table. You need another perspective. You guys didn't really have that with your management team. I don't think so. You do now. No, no. Actually, I commend you for that. Th- thank you. No, we did a, one of our questions on our annual review with all of our team members was about diversity. And uh, ironically, across the business, we've got good gender like diversity, 
but on the management team, it's a, it's a bunch of white guys. So uh, thank, thank you, Heather, for joining us for that, too. Well, at least you brought in a white girl, right? <laughs> well, Heather, what do you think? Obviously, this seems like a good idea to you. Did you have any hesitations at first? Yeah, well, I mean, at first when you mentioned, I'm like, no, I'm good, because I honestly did hadn't even occurred to me um, to join. It had to have occurred another... a little bit because our peers have been doing that quite a bit recently. Rather, well, yeah, I mean, it, it. I had been noticing that people were doing it, but it wasn't something that I was actively pursuing. Maybe that's a sure, better way to say sure, it. Sure. Um, and I start, you know, I was where we were as a team is we had grown. Um, we were we're we're a team of seven. Um, and honestly, I've been spending so much time running the firm that it's taken me away from the things that I really love to do, which is the process optimization, um, you know, a lot of ideation and coming up with new ways to serve clients. Um, you know, when you're running a practice, you're really in it, Like You're in the day to day, you're helping the clients, you're putting out fires, you're growing, you're, you're cultivating your team, you're supporting your team. And all those things are really awesome. Um, but I feel like my true love and my, I don't know, superpower, as you will, is, is that process optimization and finding solutions for hard problems. And so I wasn't, you know, I was spending some time doing that, but I was spending more time just managing the business, which is fun, but that's not my passion. Right. Yeah. And a lot of business owners get, get there, they get stuck there or, it's hard, you know, it's hard to transition out of a lot of things that you're used to doing or that you're accustomed to doing and you don't want to hand off or, you know, mm -hmm. whatever that might be. But then it eats into your passions, too. Um, I can definitely relate to that on at, at my firm. You know, I've, I've almost become apathetic to a lot of things that I've wanted to be excited about. Take some self-reflection to realize what you want and what direction you want to go in. So let's let's kind of talk about the forecast of the future right you so in order for two different people to work together successfully day to day i think they have to have aligned values and aligned mm -hmm. alignment with their long-term goals and visions so was that part of the part of the play here do yeah, you guys have some definitely i, th I think synergies I think that's, there it's a good like a good point i think it was eight years ago when you were kind of getting settled in Rhode Island. We were starting the business in Rhode Island. You know, we met, we talked. I think Todd Robinson was, you know, we uh, we had drinks over. Actually, we had, we drank, what was it, CPA, IPA? IPA for CPA. CPA, IPA. It CPA, was CPA, IPA. IPA. Yeah. Um, and we've built a relationship over the last eight years. So coming into this, it's not like we just had to get to know you or, or just looking at this as a, as a book of business or, or, or a set of contracts. It's really like, what can we do together? How, how can we leverage Heather? How can let Heather leverage Growth Lab? How can Heather's team leverage Growth Lab? So we do see a lot of synergies, Scott, and, and the, the, what does the path forward look like? You know, we have started Saturday, powered by Growth Lab, is our new business, all about process improvement, no code accounting, low code accounting, being able to uh, have Heather and Katie uh, do their thing teach our team how to do their thing and, and continue to help customers get out of their own way, get, get their data out of their own way so that they can right. grow their business. So ge geography, obviously, did that play a part into this? I guess I would say, you, you know, I'd love to hear your I thoughts. I guess it, it could. I mean, I don't, I don't know that it did. Like I, I never really stopped to think about, well, what if you were in California or 
you know, you're in Denver. You guys have a presence in Denver now, but I don't know. I mean, I've <clears throat> I've known Dan and Stephen for a long time. We've known each other for eight years. I've always admired what they've been doing. I think that it, the thing that that really struck me after I was after I had that conversation with with Dan on that fateful day was, you know, I went back and I looked at I looked at their website and I was going through their website. And it was like looking in the mirror. That's mm. what it felt like. I was it was like I was looking in the mirror, but looking in the mirror like. Ahead, like fast forward five years with a team mm. of 35 people with having everything built out and having that really strong infrastructure. Um, and so that was like, wait a minute, I need to stop what I'm doing and like actually consider this because with what we've developed internally in Satterley um, and what they've already, you know, their our cultures are so, so similar and what they've already created over the past eight years, they have a really strong foundation for us to bring in these new ideas and processes that we've developed over the last five years with their infrastructure and their team and our team and our ideas that we're just going to be able to, you know, make a lot of traction quickly. It's like uh, what you could have done by yourself on steroids, right? Exactly. It's it's kind of like it would what what would have taken me growth lab is the performance enhancement drug of, of <laughs> yeah. choice. Right, right. You know, Heather, so, as we've gone through like the first what today day five, right? Day of, five uh, of uh, uh, bringing the teams together, uh, just on a like a uh, observational note. You know, we we look at some of where we were five years ago and how we operated five years ago and how I operate today. It's some some of it's self reflection and it's like. I'm so glad that we have a RevOps team, right? I'm so glad that we have um, a marketing team. We, we didn't have that. It was, it was Dan and I, right? And we were, we were limited yep. by our own selves. And uh, I'm just super excited for the leverage that we can get out of, like, what do we do with our business? We're, you know, do we even continue in the accounting space? Like, should we expand? Like, let's, we, we, we run businesses well. Should we go build other businesses? And you know, we made a, a constitution to stay in the accounting space and build it and continue to grow it and figure out what, what are the core competencies we need. And, and one of the ones that digital marketing people have to be core competencies of any accounting firm. And one thing that, that we don't have uh, yet as its own like dedicated function was uh, human resources, HR, you know, business partner, and one of Heather's team members, though she's not doing it right now, she's doing more bookkeeping, but has like years of experience with that. That's going to be a great add to our team. So there's there's not just synergies on what we can do together in developing new lines of business or growing lines of business, but uh, but also bringing the teams together to build the foundation. Reinforce the strengths, make each other stronger too. Yeah, no, as we joining forces as we grow, you know, every every company out there right now is it's it's hard to hire. It's hard to hard to find. It's a whole it's its own sales effort to recruit higher on board. Uh, so being able to have some dedicated resources to that, especially as we hit 40, 45 okay. people is, is huge. So mm -hmm. if this were like the Avengers, then uh -oh. which Avenger are you? Which one is Dan and which one is Heather? So Ooh. I'm going to let Heather answer her own. You oh, can I have to yours, say, and I'll which... answer Dan's. Yeah. Oh my gosh. I have to, I can't go first. I have to think about this. This is an important question. It's a very important question. I don't know. It's a very the important gravity question. Of this. Yeah. I know. I don't even know I, if I've I watched know. them all to be able to, to answer that question. Oh, you know who the characters are. Come on. I mean, you're I not Thor. Know. I want to, like, so. You can be a male or female. It doesn't matter. I want to be Dr. Strange. I okay. think that's, yeah. that's, yeah. 
I think that's the one I picked. Like, he does all that cool magical stuff, and he can jump from, like, dimension to dimension. And right. that's what you are with the with the coding, yeah. with, you know, you're, that's the, I love it. I, yeah. I love the choice there. So, Heather Strange. What, uh, Heather what, what do you Strange. think I Heather Strange. Um, so, I want to say, I want to say the... This is a good question. I want to call Dan Tony Stark because that's how his persona, that's how he, he kind of, that's how he rolls. And I think you're Spider-Man. Steven, I think you're Steven yes! Spider-Man. Yes, you are. You're Spider-Man. Yeah, you are. You're the friendly neighborhood Spider-Man. That's fantastic. Unassuming, like but that. man, can he do a lot of things. He's, uh, yeah. He's he's um, so Spider Man's always a crowd favorite too. Always a um, <laughs> always a crowd favorite. So that's what you got to do. So you got to acquire different strengths. And Avengers, they all have their own strengths. I'm not a huge Avengers fan per se, but I was going to use Captain Planet, and that's just I don't even know anything about Captain Planet, so I pivoted to Avengers. Um, you know, you, joining forces obviously they're they're a lot stronger and then kind of uh, make up for each other's weaknesses too. I think our Slack icons are going to change other. Oh, I think so too. You're gonna have to did you that. notice that I did you notice I added a Slack icon of my cat? I did not. <laughs> you have to look, well, one of my cats. Cool. So, so yeah. I guess um, you know we don't have to get too in the weeds here, but what does no code or low code even mean? So, low code or no code, I think there's a couple of. That, well, I'm going to give you my definition, but then I'm also going to give you a variation on the definition. Does that work? Go for it. Okay. So low code, no code means that you're not using raw code when you're building um, integrations and applications. So you're not going in, you're not writing Java, you're not writing HTML, you're not doing all that stuff, right? You're using a UI, right? User inf interface to create apps. So you're building automations and applications without the use of code. And a variation a on that. GUI, a graphic user interface, or just a user interface? Uh, well, a graphic user interface. It's okay. pretty, and you can drag and drop and do all of the things that... So I don't have to know code, to, but I can build an app, right? Mm -hmm. And I think the other way to look at it from the accounting end is no code, meaning we're not coding in transactions, right? There's no code where... I don't have not, to know code to know code. Mm -hmm. You don't have to know code to know code, right? Ooh, so, yes, yeah, we've got it there. So it's. I mean, I think that there's a couple different ways to look at it. When I think of no code, I'm thinking of, um, you know, using no code as far as I don't have to know how to code and I'm going to build something so I don't have to code. So there you but go. But you know what you want to see and what you want to happen. So if you think it, it might be possible and that's what you're exactly doing right. is figuring that's out right. if it's possible. That's exactly right. How many of these steps can I remove from this process? How many steps? Automation. No, no, that's that's, the, that's not even a question. That's what you would. Oh, you know, that's like, what you're saying. Yeah, like that's when you exactly look at right. This, yeah, that's you know, I've I've just spent you know x amount of time doing this, and I know these steps are going to be repeated. So, at what point in a process do you start looking at that? When you're in the middle of it, or afterwards? You know, so think about you get a new client, mm -hmm. and maybe you you know, start working on it for a couple months, or do you right out the gate say what? kind of things can we automate like what's your process can i take a stab at this heather yeah absolutely because I, I think it's uh for at least for me and I mean, we're still getting to know this space but it's less about the no code part it's more about that process optimization process improvement because 
if you're a small business, a small startup, you can just take things off the shelf and put them together, put QuickBooks in the middle, and you're good for the next two, three, ten million dollars worth of growth, right? But when you bring on people, when you bring on different things, eventually you're going to need to take it to another level. Sometimes companies just jump to, I need to go from QuickBooks to NetSuite, right? Or I need to go from QuickBooks to this, to that. But before you do that, you say, what is my process? Because if you jump to NetSuite, like it's not going to solve your problem. Software doesn't mm-hmm. solve your problems. Actually, it can mm-hmm. create a lot of freaking problems. Mm-hmm. It's really about what is the process? What do I need? And then how do I get there? And then the, the no-code, low-code comes in on, on top of that as part of the execution of, I need to, here's my current state. Here's my future state. Here's where, how I need to, where I need to go. How do I get there? Here's my current tech stack. Here's a possible future tech stack. How do I get there? And then that the no-code, low-code can be part of Part of, getting, part, of, part of getting there, part of the execution, part right. of the automation where you're going, Scott, of like, how do I take all these steps out of there? Mm-hmm. So part of, it's, part of it's internally. So interfacing things that you can automate, things that you do internally. Do you do it for clients at all? Oh, yeah. For sure. I Definitely. Mean, the, uh, like the whole process optimization, consult, that's more of like a consulting piece, right? And then the execution is is getting it all done. Mm-hmm. So we we split our engagements into different phases, and every single one of them starts with the discovery. So <clears throat> the discovery is getting to know the business and understanding what are their end goals. So what are the objectives? Are they spending too much time? You know, a big one that I see is we're we're putting this information into two different systems. We have people that are taking time to manually key in information into a system for maybe a CRM, and then they're putting it into their accounting system. And they know that that's not efficient. <clears throat> and they're looking for a solution where they can have one you know, point of entry for their data, and the data will basically go where it needs to go so that the people within the organization have access to it in a useful way. So <clears throat> when we first go into a company that has identified that they need, or we've identified if they're an existing client that they need, we go into the discovery and we, we look at their process. And it always starts with an interview. What are your pain points? What are the things that you're spending your time on? What is the information you wish you had at your fingertips when you need it, right, on demand? And we observe. And then once we do that piece, we figure out what do they really like about what they're doing? So what are the things that they actually really, really like about the current system? What are the things they really hate about their system? And what are the things that they don't know they hate about the system, but they actually hate about the system? Like what Mm. are those things in the middle that they're not aware that they're a problem, but you can see based on our expertise as accountants are a problem. Once we identify that- I love that you lead with what they really like too. I don't. I don't ever do that. I don't ever ask what the what people really like about their systems. I just ask what they want to improve on. So that's. I like that you lead with that. Well, Scott, if you don't ask them, if you don't know what they like, how are you going to know what is going to be a success in the end? At the end of you know when you're at the with I the end product, it. right? Yeah, I, so, I agree. <clears throat> so I really do focus on what are the things that are delighters for you because those are things I'm going to look for in a solution. Right. So then after, after you identify all that? Then after we identify all that, we have a series of different worksheets that we have the client fill out. We have an app evaluation worksheet that kind of goes through like, what does the solution have to have? Like, if we don't fulfill this, you don't want it. And then what are the things that you would really like to have, right? The delighters. And then we go back as a team, we look at what's out there. So we have a process of going through and looking at different applications that would fit the bill. And it's usually by process, right? 
which features are available or not. We start to look at the whole whole system. So we also look at the complexity of the system. We look at what is the cost to, to move, right? So if they have an expensive ERP system that they're fully embedded in and they're looking to add automation of a particular process, then we focus on we need something that's going to fit into this, right? But if it's something like we have a client we're working out with right now that they're overhauling their entire system. Like they're getting rid, they're, they're basically taking everything and building something new from the ground up. That gives a, us a lot more license and a, mo- a lot more flexibility about what we choose. So what we try to do is we break it into phases based on the importance or the need of the client. And I always try to find one thing that's a quick win. So if there's one process, you know, that can easily be implemented, everybody can get up and running quickly and they're going to feel like a success. We go after that first. And we do that because success breeds success Mm -hmm. and that gets buy-in from the client. It gets buy-in from their team and they start to get really excited about what's coming next. So are you using similar solutions for clients or does it really is bespoke depending on the client too? Because it sounds like it's very customized approach for <laughs> that. Cu- it is very customized. It is very customized in my, you know, in my experience with the, with the end user clients, with the accounting firms, it's, that's totally different ball of wax, right? Because we have our secret sauce for that. So we know uh, what so works for are, us. Yeah. Apps and programs that they're going to be facing and they're going to be interfacing with versus ours. Cause that's what made me nervous to hear all of these different apps that you're going to, so it may not, what you're going to use may not change because that's providing the solution regardless, right? That's right. Okay. So, you know, what we're using as a team isn't going to change like our core, Sure. but for industry specific, for the specific needs of a client, like we're working with a construction client, another client is a not-for-profit that's a museum. So they have very different needs, very different apps, but the core, both of those are going to be QuickBooks. How do you so, price these engagements? So going back to the tech consulting was kind of what it sounds like. I don't know exactly what you call it, but how do you price those phases? It, it depends. Is the, yeah. is the answer. It, and it, I don't it, know. It's a good, good answer for it. Uh, might, it may end up right. changing. Right. Yeah. Right. It, 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 it depends. depends. Yeah. No. It depends. Yeah. I think it does depend. But like everything that we do is is you know value price, package price, um, and at times it's hard to do that, especially with open-ended projects, but uh, you know, when you are able to kind of break it down into here's a discovery phase, right? That's going to be X for the discovery phase. Then, you know, even if I misprice that, I'm, my risk is limited to the next six weeks of discovery, um, not the next six months of like putting this whole project together and implementing and customers right. like that too, because they know what they're signing up for. That's, I'd rather have that conversation all day long than it, than, uh, you know, Hey, what's with this invoice you just sent me? Yeah, what you just said, Scott, about scope, that is so important and that we have to focus on right at each step, which is why we break it into phases, because the discovery is pretty defined in what we're going to be, we're making an evaluation. The implementation, right, We and at the end of the discovery, I should say, we make a proposal. We say, here's our recommendations. Mm-hmm. So the discovery is basically define the problem first, research, come up with a couple of solutions make a recommendation, and then the client basically chooses to go forward with the implementation with us. So that is one service where they get a report. Here's what we found. Here's what your problems were. Here are the suggested um, solutions. And by the way, here's how much it would cost if you want us to help you through the implementation. So that gets into, this is more or less project work 
And then the other side of it's going to be the recurring repetitive work, right? So that's, you want your job to be easier on that end of it. And so are you using that as the opportunity to adjust things? Are you going to automate things later as far as your processes? Or do you kind of forecast that? How do you determine your pricing for the recurring? And I guess this is more or less a question for both of y'all, right? You're talking about like the recurring accounting services? Sure. Well, one thing just to like observe, right? Like when we talk about what do you do, Heather, right? You didn't mention accounting at all. Because <laughs> no, you don't want to do accounting, yeah. right? Um, but, you, you know, part of part of what we uh, brought into Growth Lab was your whole accounting uh, business, right? And it's uh, mm-hmm. solid customers, solid team. And, you know, part of the beauty of this is we can fold that right into our accounting infrastructure, our accounting team, similar tech stack, and take all of that basically off of your, your shoulders, right? You don't have to run the accounting business. You don't have to deal with uh, as many accounting customers. You can focus on what you what you love, which you can just tell by talking about the detail. Everybody, that's the Professional playbook. innovator is, now. Everybody just got the playbook for <laughs> satellite uh, training and consulting, satellite by, powered by Growth Lab. That is the playbook, right? And, and how to help customers get out of the, their own way, help, help them get out of their own data way. That's right. And yeah. And, and one of the things I would say too, um, Scott is, you know, the reason I even started the accounting firm because I started Saturday trading consulting back in 2016 to focus on the automation and, and, mm-hmm. and that kind of stuff was because I would say 80% of the clients that I would do the process work with were like, can you do our accounting now? Mm-hmm. Right. And right. so it was like, well, I don't do that. You know, so I would refer it out and then I was like, what am I doing? It's Why just am part I ref- of the flywheel. Yeah. It's just part of, you know, reinforcing your services and making everything better. So Right. And so this but, is, and that's just another reason that this is It was just a matter such... of time before you added tax. Right. And now you technically have. <laughs> right. No, we were doing tax. We were doing you tax. Were? And oh, okay. We were. Yeah, we were doing accounting and tax. But I mean, the, the, the thing is, is that now we have, this is awesome because now I don't have to do the accounting. Right. But I can still offer the solution to these clients that want it. So it's fantastic. I'm just thrilled. I'm just. So were you still doing some client work and client accounting? Oh yeah. Okay. Yeah. And I don't hate it. I don't hate it. I love it. No, but it's like, how much more could I be doing? I definitely exactly. It's it's that passion, right? Like, what do you like? What are you passionate about? What do you What do you want to be doing, right? And Mm -hmm. you could be good at it, and you can like doing it, but. It doesn't really wake you up in the middle of the night thinking like, oh, I can't wait to be doing that tomorrow. Right? And that's what you got it. That's what totally got you know Dan and I jazzed is is Heather's passion for for what what only she can do, and bringing her her team in, in into into the fold just made made so much sense. You know, another thing that really attracted me to the Growth Lab team is that there's a lot of young professionals in Growth Lab's team that are really excited about where our profession is going. And that was something that I struggled with as far as finding, you know, I wanted to find the next generation that was going to be really excited about the technology and excited about, you know, all the new innovations that were coming our way. They have mm-hmm. a lot of very excited, you know, up and coming accountant accountants that are hungry to learn this, these skills. So that was really, really exciting to me as well. And, you know, Corey, who is one of the the shareholders in Growth Lab, and he's just brilliant. We've been on we've been on calls actually for the last two weeks because I pulled him into a couple of our projects even before 
our deal went down. It's just fantastic. He's just, he brings so much value to the engagement. It's shout out to Corey. Really, That's really, really enjoy. Yeah. yeah. I really enjoy working with him. He's, he's a brilliant, brilliant person. He, and uh, I'm, yeah. He's, he's fantastic. We, he actually started working with us when he was in high school. It's amazing. And wow. Uh, kept him on through, through college and brought him on full time. He's a, he's a fantastic ad. He's a good mm-hmm. kid. Good mm-hmm. kid. So bright, bright future ahead of you guys. Are there any thing, is there anything that you're like real excited about that, um, you know, that, that you can do now? Um, I think the, one of the big things that Dan and I have been focused on and Dan's taking the lead on really is, is getting out there, getting back involved in the industry and like call it industry integration for the last probably eight, 10 months. And, you know, sharing to your point, Scott, early on, like sharing what we've learned and try to get that back out there and help others for accounting businesses. A lot of people are it's like client accounting services, CAS, the biggest opportunities is to continue you know, building that industry facing side of things. And, and Heather, she's out there talking at conferences. She's got the whole conference circuit planned out for the next two years. Right. And for us, that's just that, that uh, allows us to a yes, but bring in a team, B, bring in a new service line, but C, continue to say, here's, here's where we think the industry is going. Here's what we want. Here's what we're passionate about. So, Heather, what conferences are you, what conferences are you excited about? Oh, gosh, I love conferences. I am excited about Accounting Web. So it's the first one, the one in San Diego. So the Accounting Web Summit. That's Technically, um, Accounting Salon's before that, and that's kind of like a conference. It is. It is like a conference. I, it's kind of like it is. It's a conference. But it is not, a conference. It's, it's, but it's much more like a tightly held. It's more intimate. It's also yeah, exclusive. It's, yeah. It and is I'm exclusive. part of that exclusivity. I know. Now, so I'm I can talk about I'm it. Excited. I'm excited. Yeah. So we have that first, and I'm super excited. I've got, um, yeah, I can't wait for that. So that's first up. And then we have Accounting. And then we have the Accounting Web. Web Summit. I'll be here too. <laughs> and then. Yeah. Um, I'm doing uh, an AGN international conference the week after that, and then I have a break, and I'm hoping to go, we haven't talked about this yet, (laughs) I'm hoping to go to AACP Engage, because I've never been. So that's one that I would really like to go to. Um, Yeah, we did not go to last year, we wish we would have been able to. Yeah, and I'll just put it out there, like, I'm totally happy to speak for somebody if they are looking for yeah. a speaker i would do that any other conferences um, out there that need speakers uh, yeah, yeah scaling raised. new heights we're going to do scaling new heights i think liz and i are planning to go to ZeroCon. cool this year yeah we'll be at, and we'll then be at, growth lab will be at uh, carbon x as well yep carbon x if there's a quickbooks connect i would hope to go to that that's all i'll say oh cool all right I, I do want to touch on i mean we talked a lot about the positives what are some things that are going to be challenges coming up too like that you foresee is going to be difficult. Maybe something that you haven't spoken about yet that we can get exclusive Ooh, here on air. Yeah. <laughs> what are your worries? I think that, you know, the, I, I guess it's there. I don't really have any long-term worries. I think that, you know, whenever you're changing, you still have and, your rose colored glasses on and it, no, whenever you're integrating, um, there's bumps, right? And so, you know, just trying to get everything smoothed. Um, you know, I, I think merging systems, like we have, it, it, here's the cool thing. We use almost the identical tech stock already. 
So, you know, at, at first glance, we were like, this is great. We're what is team. that tech stack? Carbon? <clears throat> Carbon. Practice Ignition. Uh, practice Ignition. Um, QuickBooks Online, mm-hmm. for the most part. Um, we do use different tax softwares. Um, so that was a difference. What are the um, two tax softwares? So I use ProConnect Tax Online because I have a teeny tiny tax practice and uh, they use CCH. Okay. So, um, yeah. So, you know, the way I look at it, like there's two bikes in motion, right? When you're trying to change a wheel on a bike in motion, there's always going to be things that you look back and be like, oh, here's how we can do it better. But you got two two bikes in motion that are flying down the track. You got to bring bring them together, A, make it a bike, a tandem, right? But at the same time, you know, you can't just stop everything, stop the customer work and get everything right you're never never going to get it right anyways right that's that at least standardized approach do what we can to future proof the integration but at the same time just be open and honest with the team like hey i'm going to forget to tell you something i'm going to forget to give you a login i'm going to forget to x y or z and if you're, good, with if the you're a good team member you know you're going to figure out yeah roll with the punches and and tell me how to make it better next time i i don't know how you change a bike wheel while you're moving <laughs> i don't know what kind of bike you ride you might be able to do it with the front I'm, wheel but I'm definitely Spider-Man. not with the back I'm, I'm spider-man so spider-man yes well you got it you got the webs so no we, we got um, out the whole teams together earlier today and uh we did you know made the, made the introductions in person um, uh, uh no we got people it's still virtual from michigan mm. to denver to vermont to Rhode Island, to Virginia, to Virginia, yeah. to Kentucky. Well, Dan so. still loves his office. He loves having an office and going to the office. How many people go to your offices? Uh, probably at any given week, we probably have about 15 to 20 people that cycle through there. Not everybody at the same time, probably about, about 10 max on any given any given day. But, uh, okay. you know, there's certain days that uh, different teams are, are in there. And Heather, uh, you, did you even have an office? Uh, my office is in my home. It's mm-hmm. in my basement. So, uh, yes, I have an office, but it's I, in my home. I am in my basement. I don't even call it an office because we used to have an office. We don't anymore. But um, I never fun. had a, an outside of my home office. My team <clears throat> is completely, you know, virtual. They're which still makes this move a lot easier, which makes mm-hmm. this reinforcement totally. or joining forces a lot easier. And, you know, it's what's, what's more portable than virtual, right? So right? let's let's talk about this. Have you guys discussed the oculus meetings yet have you guys had any oculus meetings no so i just uh, i haven't have you not heard this yet heather i have i have oh, heard yeah, it yeah. and i'm dying i'm wondering when my oculus is going to be delivered well, we've, got, we've got one in the office i go to the office okay you don't need to be in person to see the oculus in the office she needs it at her house i do jump on the meeting yeah <laughs> <laughs> we're getting there. We, we're committed to having our first customer meeting in the metaverse by the end of the year, and, and uh, that was something we I'm said like in early in early January. But I do have I have two two new customers um, that both have metaverse stuff in their business plan. So I said I was on with one of them last week. I said bringing them on board. I said you you have to be one of the first customers that we do our uh, our, our first customer meeting in the in the in the metaverse. So I mean honestly, like we are already meeting in a metaverse so to speak you guys are avengers so they're no strangers to metaverses but we're just doing it in 2d right now you know like we're doing it where Mm -hmm. you've got multiple people on the screen everybody puts their glasses on and then they happen to look like they're in the same room might be animated it might look a little bit differently but you got a better perspective on 
everybody and you can see more with it with the goggles on i mean i guess, I guess that kind of changes certain things about it but it does i mean we've we've had uh i'll call it like micro internal meetings and it, it's it's challenging like initially like you you remember all the all the crap that we had to deal with trying to get uh you know whether it's teams or or zoom or, or google meet you always have technology, right, right. Technology what platform? Problems. What what metaverse are you going to meet but, in? But right. The, the, you know, you got the metaverse, and, and you you got to get used to like used to which buttons to click or 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 where in the in the meta space to to look to click to make it make it all like actually work. So there's definitely going to be some hiccups, kind of getting getting used to this. But um, you're gonna have to pop it, some wheelies doing that too. Yeah, right. <laughs> I bet you you can do some of the bike stuff in there because you can do it anything you want in the metaverse, right? You could, you could sell you could sell a, a meta meta bike in the metaverse. Yeah. All right. All right. Well, I'll ride my meta bike over there when I get my Oculus. And <laughs> I can uh, record a podcast in the metaverse one day. Uh, yeah, there's a few, few people in the space that will bring a lot of people are exploring with it, talking about it. I think it'll be a few years before it's commonplace. Yeah. But you guys are pioneers in a lot of things, so I'm not counting you out. I'm having this to. before the end of the year. Yeah. Trying to. Pioneers joining forces. Cool. Well, I think that's a that's a good good wrap up for the day. We'll end on the on the one wheel here as we um, <laughs> coast along to the finish line. So, who is? Uh, well, I guess one one last thing. You guys mentioned the name Todd Robinson on my notes here. I didn't bring up everything. Who is Todd Robinson? Oh, Todd Robinson was the guy that we drank uh, CPA IPA with. Oh, okay. So you got, did bring got, him up. Got to got to know Heather, but uh, he he was. He was at the time he was at QuickBooks online and uh, and helping accountants get into QBO, and like again it kind of kind of sucked QBO kind of sucked but Todd Todd Robinson was amazing, and uh, not only did he get us to buy into QBO he he, he introduced us to Heather and and here we are today. Okay, well I want to make sure he got his shout out. I guess I, I glazed over when you said his name before. Well, thank you both for joining me on this lovely Friday afternoon. No, thank you, Scott. Appreciate it very much. Yeah, yeah thanks. It's been fun. And I guess I'll see you in a couple of uh, a couple I of weeks. I will. I'll see you a couple times in a couple of weeks. Yes. <laughs> That'll be some fun. All right. Peace out. just really trying to envision the bikes moving because you could you could hop over from one bike to another and then change the tires out and then hop back well, have, have you seen bike. those have you seen those guys that just uh like they're not they're not stunt bikers but they just uh they can like hop on top of a pole and then like hop like six feet to a uh another pole like i, I my kid I have was seen these, these videos. stuff like that on you youtube look, yeah yes. look it up on youtube i saw a guy do it in real life like it, it was crazy don't rule but anything he, he actually here. jumped off of the top of a uh uh, a shipping container with his front tire not on the bike. He took it off okay. and then jumped, jumped, landed it, and then started doing wheelie around, around the circle. I want to see you doing that next yeah. time in person. Yeah. So you ride it like a unicycle? So is he riding it like a unicycle? Yeah, he was just riding like a Papa wheelie the whole time. So there's yeah. your answer. There's your yeah. answer. That's that it. We, we have to ride our bikes like a unicycle while we're trying to figure Temporarily, out. Temporarily, <laughs> yeah. At least while you try to figure this out. Or don't rule right. that out. Like if they, if right, they start right, asking right. you yeah. to really just start doing flips or backflips here, we know that what's going on in Steven's head. Wow, what a great episode. And wouldn't it be great if you could earn CPE credit for that? Now you can. Visit earmarkcpe.com to sign up for free and earn free CPE credit for listening to this show. 
That's earmarkcpe.com.